Hi, this is Chris, and I'm on Main Street and Odyssey, taking an early morning survey to find out what people think about the dangers of gossip. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, sir? Yes? I'm doing a survey to find out what the people in Odyssey think of the dangers of gossip. Uh, the dangers of gossip? Oh, I think that gossip is very dangerous. Uh, people can get hurt. Uh, just the other day, I was saying to Bob Whitcomb that gossip is a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, and Bob agreed because his best friend George once had to quit a church because of gossip. Uh, pardon me, did you say that Bob was quitting his church because of George? Uh, no, no, no. George is quitting the church. Because of Bob? Uh -huh. I'm not a bit surprised. You know, I heard he has a horrible temper and will say the nastiest things when he's mad. Uh, well, really, you know what I heard about? Uh, uh, he was a well, I'm glad we all agreed that gossip is a dangerous thing, and that's something we'll learn about on today's adventure in Odyssey. Oh, hi there. I was just working on one of my inventions here. I'm John Avery Whitaker, but you can call me Whit, and this is Odyssey. Hey, let's see if this thing works. Hold it! Okay, so it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Oh, don't take my word for it, though. You can find out for yourself when you come along on today's Adventures in Odyssey. Chris here again. Today we're going to discover what happens when rumors spread around town about a new and very mysterious family. Oh. Excuse me, lady. Uh, you might want to move out of the middle of the sidewalk. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, like I was saying, the Kerbin family is new to Odyssey and, well, inclined to keep to themselves. But thanks to Lucy and Jack, the Kerbins are about to become a hot topic around town, and their private lives won't be so private anymore. We'll hear what happens when our adventure in Odyssey begins right after this. My dog has fleas. He knows Ooh, it's Eugene, and Eugene sings! Yes, it's the world's first all-song CD from that boy genius who stars in the exciting series Adventures in Odyssey! My dog Take it from me, Carlo Doyle, live and I, Eugene Sings. For more information, call 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-FAMILY or visit witsend.org. Did you finish your math homework last night? Yeah, but my dad had to help me. Did you? Just barely. Some of those word problems were confusing. Hey, Jack, look over there. What? It's that weird kid again. Where? I don't see him. In the top window on the right of the house. Gives me the creeps. Every morning he sits in that window and watches us go past. I've got the goose pimples. Pretty strange. Do you know anything about him? No, but I heard my mom say the mother is really rude. Sometimes she goes to the grocery store and won't talk to anyone. And even if they talk to her, she just stares at him and won't answer. Do they live there alone? The mother and the kid? No, there's a father in there somewhere, but nobody hardly ever sees him. It's that kid who makes me nervous. Doesn't he ever come out? Doesn't he ever go to school? I don't know. Let's ask Alice Pringle at lunchtime. 
I heard somebody say she actually went into the house once. She did? Oh. So you two walk past the house every morning. Pretty spooky, huh? Yeah. Nah, it doesn't scare me. I'm just curious. Nobody knows anything about those people. I heard that you went into the house once. I didn't go into the house, not all the way. I was on the front porch, though. I was going to sell them some cookies to raise money for the school band. What did you do? I ran for my life. I heard that the father is part of the mafia or terrorist or something. What? Aw, oh, come on. Who would know that? Okay, you've got to promise not to tell anyone this, but my brother saw him once. Real early in the morning before the sun came up, he was delivering papers and saw the father coming out of the back door of the house. He was carrying a big thing over his shoulder, kind of like a big bag, except it looked like there was something in it. You know what? He thinks it might have been a body. I don't want to hear anymore. Wow. How do you know it was a body? What else could it be? Even if it wasn't, it must be something against the law, drugs or cocaine or terrorist weapons. Why else would he be sneaking it around before everyone else wakes up? Anyway, the father threw it into the back of a van and went driving off. My brother says he does this two or three times a week, exactly at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, this stuff makes me afraid. I'll bet the boy is a lookout for him. That's why he's always sitting in that window. Maybe somebody should call the police. My brother was thinking about it, but he didn't have any proof. And then he'd be warned and might try to kill the one who snitched. That's why I don't want you to tell anyone. No way. My lips are sealed. Don't worry about me. I never even ever want to talk about it again. I don't want to, Jeff. I don't want to. Cut it out. Come over and sit down and listen to me. It'll take twice as long to get back to our street if we go the other way. But, but, I don't like that kid watching us from the window. Pretend like he's not there. Uh, I can't. Well, you'll have to try, because I'm not walking all the way around the other block just because you're a chicken. You can walk home with someone else. But no one else on our street walks to our school. Then walk by yourself. I don't care. To tell you the truth, I'm dying to know what's going on in there. Are you nuts? I was talking to Jake Hudson, and he said that he heard from Cynthia Barber that Glenn Wilkins' cat got through their fence, and they haven't seen it since. Glenn told Cynthia, who told Jake, that he thinks the father is a scientist who does experiments on animals. A scientist? Yeah, see, the guy is really brainy, because Walter Finch said his mother, who's a librarian, sees him sometimes at the library, and he checks out all these real intelligent kind of books about science and stuff like that. And guess what I think? I don't think I want to. I'll bet those things he carries out in the middle of the night are his experiments, just like Frankenstein. You, you think those are people? Yeah. Oh, you can walk by yourself. I'm not going past that house again. Hi, kids. Can I get you anything this afternoon? I've got hmm, 45 cents. What can I get for 45 cents? Well, you can have a soda. Uh, how about you, Lucy? No, no thanks. I lost my appetite. Oh? Are you feeling sick? Sorta. Chuck was telling me about that, that family. Never mind, Lucy. Mr. Whitaker is too busy to listen to our games. Games? Why, well, I'm not too busy. What family were you talking about, Lucy? The family who lives on the corner of Green Tree and Linwood. Green Tree and Linwood? Oh, yes, yes. I know who you're talking about. The Kirbin family. They moved in about six months ago. Do you know them? 
know, but I get the impression they're very private people. You can say that again. We have to walk by their house every day. They give me the creeps. They do? Why? Because nobody knows anything about them. And their little boy just sits in the window and watches us. They have a little boy? Oh, I didn't know that. I think they're keeping him a secret. He doesn't go to school or come out or anything. <laughs> Can't be much of a secret if he sits in the window where everyone can see him. Uh, Lucy, don't let yourself get nervous about people just because you don't know them. Likely they enjoy their privacy. There's nothing wrong with that. Though it's hard in a town like Odyssey sometimes. Uh, you wanted that soda, didn't you, Jack? Yes, please. Okay, coming right up. See, even Mr. Whitaker doesn't know anything about them. He didn't even know they had a little boy. I'm telling you, it's weird, and there's something bad going on there. And I'm going to find out what. Hey, Alice, I want to talk to you. What, Jack? We have to sit down. The bell's going to ring any minute. Yeah, I know. Listen, I want to go with your brother on his paper out one morning. Do you think he'll let me? I don't know. I guess. Why? Are you thinking about taking paper out, too? No. I want to see what the mafia scientist does at 4.30 in the morning. Hi, Alice. Hi, Doc. Hi, Lucy. Did you have fun walking to school this morning alone? Yes, it happened to be very pleasant. Yeah, and it was very long, too, wasn't it? At least I didn't have to go past that house. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. The boy wasn't in the window today. He wasn't? Okay, class, everybody. Eyes up here, please. Need your attention. I'll tell you what happened to him. Look. Uh, We've got a new student in class with us for the first time today. This is John Kirvin. It's him. It's the boy in the window. We'll be back with our adventure in Odyssey right after this. Someone is lurking in the night shadows of Wit's End. Someone is performing secret experiments with the Imagination Station. Someone is about to be discovered. It's Eugene! Eugene is back, and you can celebrate the exciting homecoming in an all-new album from Adventures in Odyssey. Look for A Most Surprising Return, now presented in an all-new way, a two-CD set of six new episodes. A Most Surprising Return features this historic return of Eugene Meltzner and exciting stories that take you far into Odyssey's future and far into the past. Plus, all-new fun with Wooten. Don't miss it, A Most Surprising Return. Log on to witsend.com. Org or call 1-800-the-letter-A-FAMILY. Six years in the making. Listen, drums. Oh. Those are Kaloman drums. Hundreds of actors. <laughs> of course I'm human. You must let us out. We must move from this place at once. From the makers of Adventures in Odyssey and Peabody Award winners for Bonhoeffer. Can I run after them? Oh. oh, sorry. And spit ten of them on my horn at each one. Stand fast, you Dirty, filthy, treacherous little brutes. Before there were hobbits, there was the wardrobe. Back through the rocks. Focus on the Family Radio Theater presents C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. We must attack now. Playing on the biggest screen of all, your imagination. To learn more, visit enternarnia.com. That's enternarnia.com. And now, the conclusion of today's adventure in Odyssey. 
Look at him sitting over there eating lunch all by himself. No one will go near him. I don't blame them. Everybody knows his family is really strange. Look at him. There's something really funny looking about him. Somebody said his parents have been keeping him locked in the basement all his life. Or something like that. That's cruel, Alice. I'm just telling you what I heard. I don't want to go eat with him. Do you, Lucy? I, I feel kind of sorry for him. You do? You, who's afraid to go near his house because he'll be sitting in the window? I know. But he looks different now here at school. Somebody should at least talk to him. Go ahead. I'm not going near him until I can figure out what's going on in his family. This is terrible. He's so, so alone. It's his family's fault. If they weren't so freaky, maybe he'd make some friends. Relax, Lucy. Yeah, you're probably right. Keep it down. Do you want everyone in Quit's End to hear you? Why? Why do you want to go sneaking around that house? Because there's something funny going on there. Everybody says so. Everybody knows it. I think somebody should do something about it. You, right? Yeah, me. Why not? It can't hurt to do a little investigating. It's like playing detective. And if I find what everybody thinks I'll find, I could be a hero. You're out of your mind. But here's the best part. I want you to come with me. Not into the house. I need a lookout, just in case something happens. You can run and call the police. No, no way. Come on, Lucy, stop being a coward for once. I want to give you the first chance to be a hero with me. No, get one of your other friends to help you. I don't want to be a hero. Fine, be a chicken. I'll do it all by myself. Wait, where are you going? Don't be such a baby. You'll regret it when I make the front page of the paper. Excuse me, Connie. Sorry. Maybe it was. Bye. Hi, Wit. Sorry I'm late. Well, I was getting worried about you. I would have made it on time, but I just had a strange experience. Well, what happened? I was walking along to work, and suddenly I hear this sound. It was like someone crying. So I looked around, and sure enough, it was. It was a little boy sitting on the curb crying. Do you know who it was? No. Never seen him before, but I asked him what was wrong, and at first he hid his face and wouldn't say anything. So I sat down next to him and tried to get him to talk. Oh, what did he say? It was hard to make out between all the crying, but I think he might have had some kind of accent. Anyway, he said that no one would talk to him at school. He said that everyone stayed away from him, and his father was right, and he never should have gone. And I don't know, I didn't get the rest. Then he jumped up and ran off. Strange. And you don't know who it was? Huh? No, I didn't have a chance to get his name or the school or anything. He was dressed, well, a little shabby. You know what I mean? Not dirty, but like he didn't know how to dress. It was all really weird. Hmm. Like I saw some kids on the way here, and they thought it might be a kid that just started going to their school. Um, John Kirkland or Carlsbad or a uh, Kirbin. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, it is right. If it's who I'm thinking it is. Oh, there's Lucy. Uh, maybe she might know something. Lucy. Hi, Mr. Whitaker. Oh, you sound like you're about to bite somebody's head off. Ooh, it's Jack. He makes me so mad sometimes. I see. 
Well, I was just wondering if you've had any new kids in your class at school. New? No, not in a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, who is it? It's that boy I told you about. The one who used to sit in the window and watch us walk past on our way to school. John Kirbin. Yeah. Connie saw him today. He was crying. He said that no one at school would talk to him. Oh. You're not surprised? Not really. Why won't anyone go near him? Because he's strange and his family is strange. They give everyone the creeps. Why? Do you know them? No, but we've all heard about them. You have? Well, who told you about them? Different kids at school. Those kids knew him, I suppose. Well, no, but they heard from other kids. Uh, what other kids, huh? You know, other kids. Kids who've talked to the Kirbin family? Not really. I mean, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I don't know. So everybody's talking about this boy and his family, but nobody knows them at all. Hmm? I guess so. Sounds pretty stupid, doesn't it? Yes. Frankly, it sounds extremely stupid. Rumors, gossip. When are we going to learn that nothing good comes from them? I don't know. Lucy, I have a favor to ask of you. A big favor. What? I'd like you to go to the Kirbin's house tomorrow morning and walk with John to school. What? What do you want? I, I was wondering if that, that maybe we could... I would like to... Could I walk to John with school? I mean, walk to school with John? Go away. John is not going to school today or any day anymore. Thank you. Lucy, what in the world are you doing? It's horrible, terrible. I've never been so afraid in my life. I don't care if Mr. Whitaker is Mr. Whitaker. I'll never do anything like that again. Calm down, Lucy. Calm down. What happened? Never mind. I don't want to talk about it ever again. Ever. That's all right, because after tonight, I don't think anyone will have to worry about them ever again. Me and Alice's brother, Peter, the one who delivers papers, are going to bust this operation wide open. Okay, let's test these walkie-talkies. This is stupid, Jack. I have to deliver my papers. Do you want to be a hero or not? Now I'm going to walk across the street and whisper in the walkie-talkie to make sure it's working. And whatever you do, don't talk to me, okay? Just listen. And if I get into trouble, you get the police. Got it? Yeah, I got it. But hurry up, will you? I'm going to get in trouble if I don't get these papers delivered. Okay, okay. Here goes. I'm going now. I'm going over the fence. I'm on the other side of the fence. I'm going to sneak behind some trash cans not far from the van. There's the porch light. It's on. It must be 4.30. Yeah, here comes the father carrying his big package over his shoulder as usual. Boy, maybe you should call the police now. Not yet, not yet. He's loading it in the back of the van and... Get away from me, you stupid cat. Go away. Go! You! You! What are you doing behind those trash cans? Mayday! Mayday! He's after me! Call the police! Help! Help! Murderer! Drug dealer! I'm telling you, 
know he's up to something illegal. And that's why I was hiding to try to catch him moving whatever it is he hides in these long packages he carries out. So I was trying to watch and see if I couldn't get him red-handed. So Peter was across the street keeping watch in case he tried to kill me, which he did. You know me. Look, just hold it. Would you please hold it, both of you? Hold it. Thank you. Now, if you could both just one at a He's time... He's a killer or a drug dealer or something. Look in the van. Look in the van. Listen, son, get a hold of yourself and calm down. Look in the... Calm down. Look in the van. I hate to see a boy his age get arrested. He speaks nonsense. Ask anybody. He keeps his kid from school. My son? What do you know of my son? I should spank you. Ah, uh, no. One moment. Let's leave that for his parents. Listen to me. His wife doesn't talk, and he's smuggling things out in that van. Look in the van. You'll see everything. I got the idea, young man. Just relax, please. Now, uh, Mr. Kerbin, is it? Yes. Listen, just to put this whole thing to rest, could I please look in the back of your van? Is it not customary to have a search warrant? Well, yes, sir, it is, and I could get one, but uh, wouldn't it be easier to do without it this time? Yes, yes, I suppose. You are free to look to your heart's contentment. Watch him. It's a trick. He's going to knock you out and take your gun. Young man, I'm going to put you in the police car if you don't stand still and keep quiet. Sir, would you please open the bag? Of course. There. I I hope everyone is satisfied. Hmm. It's a very nice carpet, sir. Very nice. Did you make it yourself? I did. It is an old trade, handed down to me from generation to generation. I make them and take them to Connellsville to the warehouse when they open up at 6 a.m., of which I am too late now. And for that, I apologize, sir. If uh, this one's for sale, I'd like to have it for myself, if I may. I would be obliged. Thank you, and uh, we do apologize for the inconvenience. Okay, son, let's head over to the car. We're going to the station, and I'm going to call you for this. If anything good could come out of a situation like this, it's that it gave me a chance to talk with Mr. Kirbin myself. You know, I think I might buy a carpet from him. There's still some things I don't understand about the Kirbin family, Wit. Well, what? Why have they been here all this time and haven't talked to anyone? Well, bad experiences in the last couple of towns where they lived. They're very private, and people sometimes mistake privacy for sneakiness. But what about all the talk about the mother being rude to everyone? She doesn't speak English very well. Rather than to try to communicate and fail, she didn't try at all. But what about the boy, John? Why didn't he start going to school until the other day? Well, it turns out that... In addition to being an excellent carpet maker, his father is a teacher who has a state license to teach his son at home. But John used to watch Lucy and Jack walk to school every day and wanted to go with them. His father didn't want him to because he was afraid he would be hurt by the other children for being so different, as so often happens, and did. Do you think Mr. Kerbin will ever let John go back? Oh, you should ask him yourself. Hi, Mr. Whitaker. Hi, Connie. Hi, Lucy. I'd like you to meet a new friend of mine. John Kirbin, this is Mr. Whitaker and Connie. It is very nice to meet both of you again. You tried to cheer me up one day, didn't you, Connie? I tried. You were very kind. Lucy, did you say he was a friend of yours? Uh, Funny, I heard that you were deathly afraid of him. Oh, when I 
you going to learn? You can't believe everything you hear, Mr. Whitaker. I <laughs> thought you'd know that by now. You're right, Lucy. You're exactly right. <laughs> In a book by one of Jesus' disciples named James, he writes that the tongue is a small part of the body, but what enormous damage it can do. A great forest is set on fire by a small spark, and the tongue is like a fire. Those are strong words, but James wanted to make sure we understood how important it is to be careful of what we say. We can learn along with Lucy and Jack that things aren't always what we think they are, and we should keep our mouths shut until we know for sure what we're talking about. Be careful what you say about people. Your words can hurt others in ways you may not realize. Well, that's it for today's adventure. I'm glad you spent this time with us. Remember, if you ever have any questions about the program or just feel like writing a letter to say hello to the gang at Wits End, simply address your letter to Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. And when you write, don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of this broadcast. Just mention today's date in your card or letter. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures and Odyssey is a production of Focus on the Family. Rumor has it was written by Paul McCusker and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell and our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, inviting you to join us next time for more Adventures in Odyssey.